I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Hello, everybody. Thank you for uh, tuning in to The Brighter Side. I am Ed Larson. Joining me, as always, is Cena John, Amber Nelson, and Samantha Stubbs-Wertz. And uh, today we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine that I grew up with, uh, Jonathan Ward. Uh, we're, uh, we're old buddies, and today we're going to be talking about the very sensitive and important subject of PTSD. Uh, John- Post-traumatic stress disorder. That is right. That yes. is, even in case you know, no one has a dictionary. <laughs> you know, we, we know the. We don't know where you are listening to this. And so, uh, we're just going to dive right in because usually we do a funny, goofy opening. But when you tackle the more serious subjects, that is a stupid thing to do. Yeah, we save that for the end. <laughs> <laughs> we do a goofy close. <laughs> and so, uh, John, say hi to everybody. How you doing, hello, buddy? Hello, thank you for having me. How's it going, everyone? What's going on, buddy? Thank you so much for joining us, man. It's so good to see your face, man. I miss you. We got to hang out randomly a couple of weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. Totally just crossed paths by chance. It was a good time. Yeah, I was at a wedding and John was just hanging out saying hi. You didn't have you didn't have uh, Khalifa with you, though. I did not have my dog with he me. He has this great dog. When John came and hey. saw me in L.A., he brought the dog with him. It was going through its period, so it always had a diaper on. It was the saddest <laughs> looking fucking dog ever. So, wait, before we get into anything else, I want to know, Jonathan, how did you let Eddie be your friend? <laughs> so, you know, grow, growing up and, and, and going to high school, Eddie was a, it was, it was a colorful character in high colorful school. Colorful character? <laughs> you mean coolest dude around? You mean he we, wore face paint everywhere? <laughs> you mean he was We black. actually played high school football together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah. we go. John, That's where it all started. Yeah, John was a linebacker and I was the center, so we actually had to face off and practice constantly. And you yeah. were a demon. You always led with your head. I bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, John made me see stars a couple times. I don't know if you ever put me on my ass, but uh, did you? You know, I, I, once, I don't or, once or once or twice, I probably. I remember some good hits with Jason Reed. I I put him down one time. That was like the <laughs> highlight of my career. He was the strong kid in, the, in our school. You took him down. I took him down once in practice. It my was man. great. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the one time. Nice. <laughs> Now, uh, let's kind of, I'll talk about it. Like, when did you start? When did you join? When did you sign up? How old were you? So, I was 17 when I signed my contract with the Marine Corps. My mom actually had to sign the contract with me. Really? Uh, 
and it was February 2001. And what was your what was your mother saying to you? Uh, did she try to talk you out of it? No, 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 no. The, you know, the recruiter came over to the house, and we all sat down, and they gave us our spiel, and you know, she thought it was a good idea. Well, yeah. it was February 2001. September 11th had not happened yet. No, yeah, it, was, it was a good seven months before 9/11. Yeah, and 9/11 actually happened while you were in uh, training camp, correct? Yep, so I signed my contract and I did the delayed entry program. So I had about uh, six months before I actually went to boot camp. I got to Paris Island in uh, August 27th. Where is Paris Island? South Carolina. Okay, yeah. And you so got, that's, and uh, so you were in, and so you were three weeks in. And how long is boot camp? Uh, I believe it's 12 weeks, 12 Damn. weeks. It's the Marines is the hardest one, correct? Yeah, longest. Definitely the longest. Yeah. Hardest. And uh, you were training, and you uh, and what did you? Uh, what was your rank when you got out? Uh, I got out as an E five as a sergeant. Sergeant, and Whoa. then and then you ended up as what? You were a sergeant right away. No, 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 no. When you go and you go as a private. When I got out of boot camp, excuse me. When I got out of boot camp. I got out as a PFC. Oh, okay. But you private were a sergeant when you when you came back. Yeah, when I when I was discharged, I, I ended up as an E five. Damn. Oh, damn. That's a, is that is that uh, how many rankings did you jump there? Um. So I was meritoriously promoted out of boot camp to PFC, and I also picked up a meritorious promotion uh, to corporal. Nice. So I, I, I advanced quickly. Now, nice. when you're in boot camp before 9-11 and everything like that, are you thinking, wow, this is so hard? What memories are you going back to to think, why did I do this? Why am I here? What is the reason I am doing all this work right now? You know... Uh, that's a good question, and and it never changed. You know, I joined the Marine Corps for the discipline, and you know, just the the, the networking, uh, the brotherhood. I knew I wasn't, you know, in a in shape to go to college after high school. Sounds a lot like murder fist. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't go to college. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, John. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I you know I I did it for the discipline, and and when I was there going through it, it was it was the same thing. You know, I knew it was going to be taxing. I knew it was hard. It was it was hellish in, in every way. What was um, the What was the day like when the news broke of September 11th? Uh, so it was it was crazy because the. The company commander got, got got all the platoons into one squad bay, and and he told us that the World Trade Center was attacked. Um, I didn't believe him. I don't think anybody believed him. You just uh, thought it was, it was some kind of weird uh, training, some type of crazy scare tactic, or something really sick. Like that's how crazy it was. That mm. you actually thought that they might have been lying to you about that. Um, but then when they started letting people make phone calls, um, you knew that there was something crazy. It's like holy shit. You, you're giving someone a phone call like yeah. this is literally World War Three. It must be World War Three. <laughs> no, um, no, I was. Uh, is there a way? Do you guys are you denied internet access and stuff like that? Are oh, you yeah. not allowed to look yeah. at certain websites and? Yeah, you're no, not allowed you to read the you, news. You don't have computers. You don't have anything. You have a Foot Locker. You're allowed. You're allowed to write a letter at a night for maybe an hour on uh, paper. But, yeah. Whoa. Oh yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I don't know, you know, this was, you know, more than 10 years ago, so things might have changed a little bit. I don't think they they, they did, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no technology allowed there. They shouldn't you change. Know. Soldiers will take selfies and be like, look at me, and like reveal where they are in, in battle, you know, like something silly like that, if you had internet access. Yeah, you just want to keep them locked down when they're getting trained. <laughs> I'm with you. Remember when Geraldo was over there and then he gave away the location of a bunch of fucking troops on the news? God, what a fucking idiot. Yeah, that was my unit. That was your unit? No, it was oh. not. <laughs> Are you serious? Get it. 
That was when we were in Iraq. Oh my God! Did you guys? So what were people saying about Geraldo? <laughs> He, he, he is not uh, he's not liked amongst Marines. Oh, what fuck? the fuck? So we had that issue with him, and he was I'm pretty sure he was removed from Iraq for that. Yeah, okay. no, they, they took him out. They, he well, wasn't. So check this out. So I went to Afghanistan the following year, and he did he did a similar thing with the with the unit I was with in Afghanistan. Oh my um, and, god! And actually ended up having us extended for another few months, um, doing a report on us. Um, Motherfucking Geraldo. So yeah. you had to oh. stay in Afghanistan for an extra month because Geraldo wanted to talk to you? Yeah. Not a <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Everybody who's listening, get out your pen and paper, military style, and write a letter to Geraldo. Yeah. Write it to NBC, CBS, wherever the fuck that faggot's playing right now. <laughs> You just write a hate letter. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Whoever thought that we'd find a Geraldo connection on this show? <laughs> In all of my life, I would never. I'm shocked. This is amazing. <laughs> and so, amazing. how long is a tour exactly? Like, what is it? Like seven months or? So they they vary. Um, for normal Marine expeditionary units, your 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 muse that. Your, your normal rotation for marine deployments they can last from six to t- eight 12 months um, they, you know they get extended you, you end up taking ships over, over there depending mm-hmm. upon what the mission is you can be extended for a few months it could be shortened and how do the um, Marines feel about the Navy the Navy takes you out there right oh yeah no the Navy the, the Navy is a great service you know the, the Marine Corps is a department of the Navy yeah oh it you is. Know? I it's, thought, the, it's the men's department. It's It was cool. So I took, um, going to Afghanistan in 2004, we took the USS Wasp, which is a large LHD naval vessel out of the East Coast all the way through the Atlantic, through the Mediterranean, the Suez Canal, you know, Indian Ocean. So a lot it was of a good experience on that being boat, on the huh? ship there. Yeah, it was a cool, cool experience. Any women on that boat? There are. There that, are? That's pretty much the only time he got to see women was was on a, a navy ship. Really? Or, <laughs> yeah. Man, that must be fucking tough. You know, I was you know being in the infantry. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're just starting to let women in the infantry now, but back then, you know, it was still all male. That's, so damn, man, that's got to be mind blowing seeing a woman after like just the after months and months of being in the fucking desert and just just like the sight of a woman would drive me insane. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my- no, it's it, it is it's it's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have mana dripping from our pussy. Uh, <laughs> uh, my brother served in Afghanistan. He said a big problem with the soldiers is the heat. Just the sheer heat um, would just sort of drive you crazy. The dust too. The dust. Oh, the dust. Dusty. It's hot. Yeah. You know, and- the terrain is very inhospitable. Um, yeah. Because I know when I get hot, even for a couple days, I threw a glass against the wall one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like ridiculous hot, and like you got to have all that shit on you. I love glass. You're, you're carrying, you know, seventy-five pounds of gear. You're yeah. you're running up rocky mountains, and yeah, with always the threat of being shot or blown up. That's- so it's. Damn. It's mental, it's mentally taxing. So now let's like kind of segue this into what I want to talk about into getting home. So now you get home, and then so you're one day you're running up a mountain in full camo, hot, just fucking going psycho, looking at a woman and getting your balls tingling. Yeah. And then you come back to the United States, and now it's just like, 
well, what happens? Like when you get off the plane, what happened when you got off the plane? Um, Who was you know, there for you? You had to be home. You know, my mom and brother drove up, so you have a big ceremony and greeting, and mm-hmm. you know it's very emotional. Yeah. Um, but I look back now, and you know, you're you're it was you're almost like in shock. You know, you're you're very numb to everything. Um, you know, you think you're fine, you think everything's okay, but as time progresses, you're able to kind of look back and be like, you know, things are definitely different and a little weird. Yeah. Now when, now when did you start feeling? kind of different uh you know and start getting kind of some of the symptoms because i know there's different time periods where people can have an onset mm-hmm. yeah i mean i started having uh recurring nightmares of, of similar experiences and um after 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 iraq mm-hmm. um, and that was your first tour yeah that was my first tour and then so even after you started getting symptoms you actually went back to afghanistan is that correct Oh yeah, yeah. I volunteered. So the the unit I was with, we uh, had a pretty tight platoon. Um, nope. So yeah. we all volunteered right after the invasion to to go to Afghanistan on the next pump. And a lot of um, and that's it. And so a lot of uh, the soldiers in there fighting currently are dealing with PTSD while they're fighting. Then. Oh yeah, for so sure. So it's just extra mania. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You say you're saying it's really matter of factly, and I it's kind of like it, it hits me in this different way because that that to me is very difficult, but it also shows how how strong and how committed you guys are to this kind of mission that you first started out on. Yeah. Why did you? What made you uh, go back and volunteer for a second tour? Well, it's not like you can go work at Dwayne Reed it, after you like killed people. Well, you, you know? know you have you you have to at some point. Well, you just keep killing people. <laughs> I mean, the, the reason I volunteered is is for, for that tour was like I said, it was it was the scouts, it was my platoon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were training together for a good year and a half before the invasion um, to do this deployment um, yeah. on the Mew. So when Iraq happened, they disbanded the Mew, and we went and did Iraq, and then they put the Mew back together. So it just made sense that that we all did it. Mm-hmm. You uh, have any fun time in any of the palaces? You ever uh, kick back and uh, you know shit on a rug or something? Yeah. No, I did not make it to any of the palaces. The closest palace we were at was uh, we stopped in northern Tikrit, um, pretty much at the end of the invasion. As one of the northernmost units, oh. and uh, that's yeah. like the Cleveland of Iraq, isn't it? <laughs> 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 oh man! And uh, and so uh, when you, you you get back. And then you you after your second tour and you quit then or is that is that when you were done with the army or were you uh, discharged by them? Marine Corps. Marine Corps. But, I'm uh, sorry. But yeah, I, I was honorably discharged uh, August 2005, and uh, for I actually got out 30 days early to attend school. I got a, a school cut, so moved to Gainesville and and started my associate's degree. Nice. And uh, what uh, in, in, were they trying to keep you? Uh, were they trying to talk you into staying, or they um, just understood? You know, you always before you know before you get out before you yes they definitely make you go and talk to the the career planner and and they gauge your interest in staying in and they'll try to you know throw some things at you but I was I was pretty committed to going to college and and leaving yeah and uh, did you get any uh, any medals or what uh, receive anything uh, for your duty um, I received a Navy uh, and Marine Corps achievement medal nice no, nice nothing, nothing special but. Now, uh, this, you know, tell me if it's too much, but like, what is one of your, when you're getting back in the States, um, one of your hardest nights acclimating, like hot sweats, nightmares, like it doesn't have to be the hardest. Just tell me about a hard night you've had 
sleeping in your bed in the United States. Yeah, no, and that, and that's exactly what it is. So it's you know it's restless sleep. Uh, when I do fall asleep, um, it's short periods. Um, if I am sleeping, you know there are nightmares. I'll wake up sweating. Um, you wake up crying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And your um your nightmares are they uh pretty much uh, exact your memories that happen or do you do uh, new uh new ideas form in your head during that? So it's weird. I you know my my nightmares have kind of manifested themselves from my experiences, but I incorporate, you know, things in my life that I love and are dear to me. So um, like like something like just for example like maybe like your dog would be over there in your nightmare or something like for that. Sh- for sure, but it will be, you know, there there there'll be some very traumatic shooting or explosion um that's involved, that's involving that type of mm-hmm. loved one in my life. Now, um I was reading up today uh just to try to like bone up a little bit so I knew what you know sound like what I was knew what I was talking about a little bit. Yeah, but uh <laughs> They say a lot of times that PTSD uh, comes from like exactly like one, uh, w- one or two uh, experiences, but that doesn't make much sense to me. I feel like just the general feeling of being over there would, you know, when you come back would uh, uh, guard PTSD. Do you do you agree with that? Is that something? Uh, do you think it comes from one incident, or is it just from a, a general lifestyle over time? I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say. Everyone's experiences are different. For yeah. sure, I know. I know there are definitely a handful of of scenarios that that I went through that still stick out. Mm-hmm. Um, that were pretty traumatic. You know, for instance, you know, before we crossed the border to Iraq, you know, we were pretty much, as they told us, guaranteed to be, you know, hit by some type of biological or chemical agent. Really? Um, what? Oh, yeah. Well, we crossed the border, and you know, nuclear biological suits. Those, uh, you know, the mop suits. We were in mop four. Wow. When I crossed the border, I was in a gas mask, rubber gloves, rubber boots with the with the seals taped. Um, it's like 130 degrees. So, so you uh, were in a fucking giant suit with a gun in your hand. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's insane. Just killing zombies or some shit. That's nuts. So, what were they spraying? What was the chemicals that they were well, we, trying we to dump? We, we, you know, they there were scuds that were fired at us, um, but What's we didn't actually get any any nerve agents or, or any mustard gas or stuff that they were, you know, they were pretty much telling us we were going to get. Oh, um, okay. You, 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 myself personally, you know, and, and some of my buddies, we knew we were dead. It, was, it wasn't a matter of if we were going to cross the border and, and make it through it. Mm-hmm. We knew we were going to die. And, we, and you, you just accepted that, that this was how you're, you know, you were a Marine. This was, you know, you're invading a, a country, which you were, you know, proud to be doing uh, to, to, to represent um so you knew you were going to die that you just you just knew that was a part of the job what do you guys say to each other uh like before you go in like just knowing this like because you all understand the fact that you're gonna die is there like something how do you guys like you do you guys like what hug each other just i don't understand like what blow do you each know? other no no there's nothing <laughs> there's just, nothing no. You just get your game face on and uh, and you yeah. go in. There's not like a funny Latin guy that's making like kind of like a racial joke, <laughs> kind of shaking things up before you go in. Yeah, so uh, like Kelly heroesing it up. <laughs> Someone just <laughs> farted. Don know? Rickles is not in. <laughs> the there, with there, you. There's plenty plenty of humor. Uh, yeah. Uh, amongst it all. What do you guys joke about? Uh, you just probably joke about just general just anything, right? Anything. Yeah. yeah, what do they let you watch? You know, because they, I know you, they they uh, they let you watch some kind of television that you know they'll give you. Like, is it Frasier? What is it? Where what 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 what? Like uh, during leisure time, what were some of the things they would uh, they put on for you guys? Leisure time overseas. Yeah, I, overseas when you're nothing. 
No, so in, like I said, for the invasion, you know, we were we were in tents in the desert in Kuwait for a month before that. Um, so what you're saying is no Netflix. No Netflix. Okay, is got it, got it. Got it. Once again, once again, you know, this was 10 plus years ago. So the technology these days and what they have security-wise is probably much different. But yeah, but it must be hard watching like one for the money and then like hearing gunfire behind you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be kind of like a weird thing. Wait, uh, yeah, but there has to be like sometimes you got to get off uh, off the line and you got to go back and you know collect your thoughts. Correct? I mean, so after the invasion was the first time we actually got to rest for a second. So it was something you know sixty days. Oh, wow. okay. But oh, Af- Afghanistan, you know, we would go out and operate for a few weeks and then go back to a forward operating base for a night or two. Um, you know, take a shower, eat some hot food. Fuck, man. 60 days, and you just get, like, a night. Mm-hmm. And so going back, and now we're back, uh, going back to when you came back, you're in uh, your Gainesville Community College or wherever it's called? Santa, yeah, Santa Fe. Santa Fe, that's right, yeah. And your school's yeah. paid for, right? So, yeah, I did the, so when I first signed up, I, I did the Montgomery GI Bill, which I paid $1,200 into, and then I had 36 months of benefits after that. These days, they have the new So GI you don't have bill. benefits from the Marines anymore? Oh, I do. No, that's what I was saying. So oh, the new okay. GI Bill now is uh, if you serve 36 months active duty um, post 9-11, you actually have 100% uh, college tuition paid for for 36 months plus a monthly stipend of an E-5 at the area you're going to school and up to $1,200 in bucks. It's so it's great. a Yeah, it's, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome program. That's how we yeah. end student loan debt. Let's all go off to war. <laughs> <laughs> Amber's you, running for Congress. And you, uh, <laughs> soldiers get paid. As a Marine, you got paid a daily, like every day you get a little bit of money and you get that in a bank account when you come out, correct? You do, yeah. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, how much does a Marine get paid a day? Um, so it dep- obviously it depends upon your ranking. It, it increases as you get promoted. What about a private? Um, someone who's in the, someone fighting, a private first class fighting in the Marines. What is, what is he going to make? Private a first class. I mean, it's public stuff, but it's less than maybe, a, it's maybe a thousand bucks a month. Thousand a month? Something like that. So that's not yeah. even a hundred bucks a day. No, but you know, at the same time, they're paying for your your housing, um, your, your food. food. So most of your expenses. And are no Netflix. Of, I was making seven hundred dollars a week as a fucking chef. Yeah. And, you know that's ridiculous. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. how do they expect people to come back when they get to America and readjust the society when they're fucking poor? Yeah, I mean, when they've been living on that, I mean, that's all they've been earning. And you so can now, tell. So, so now that's just your that's just your 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 base pay. When you when you're deployed, you actually get hazard and danger pay on top of that, which oh. could almost double um, your you know you almost get like another thousand bucks a month for that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and 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 because you can't spend it while you're there, you end up saving a fair amount of money while you're deployed. Nice. Um, and so when but you, yeah, when you still, came back, you had a little nest egg behind you. Nothing too crazy, though. Nothing too crazy. You know, 10 grand or so, but... 10 grand for two years of fucking battle. <laughs> That's insane. That is fucking nuts. I made 10 grand last year, and I didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have a fucking job. That's insane, man. That's, that is not how... I mean, like, I don't know why you fix that, but you... How much money are we spending on war and we can't pay our fucking soldiers? Yeah, we're spending it all on the the bombs to kill people. At the same time, though, you know, you don't want the service based upon people doing it for money. 
Yeah, you, yeah, that is yeah. true. That is true. But that is true. Man, and I also, mean, there's a certain merit to, like, example, my cousin. I have a lot of members of my family in the military, and my cousin. Just one example. His mom raised him as a friend and not as a mother, and so he grew up to be kind of a fuck up with no discipline. And he just needed to go into a military. He got some fucking discipline in his life. Now he has a kid and a wife, and he's doing okay. Maybe he has some PTSD. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't quite know, but yeah. I think it is an important institution for some people. Now, what yeah. is something that would um, that could particularly like uh, set off uh, an episode? Or I don't. You know, I, to be honest, I don't even know what happens when uh, the PTSD you know it kicks in. I mean, obviously, it's shaking and sweating in bed, but you know, sometimes got to happen when you're out in public, correct? Well, I mean, it definitely manifests itself in in many different ways for many people. Yeah. For me, for me, um, I definitely don't like being in crowds. Um, mm-hmm. I get you know hot flashes and start sweating in, in, in big crowds loud areas i'm very hyper vigilant what's what's going around me constantly so nightclubs uh, suck for you i don't go nightclubs good for you i appreciate yeah. that i mean i know that you know being your friend yeah. and whatnot but yeah that's uh it's they're horrible you're, you're right on that and, the, uh, and, and and that's the thing you know you kind of tweak and 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 do what works for you you know and, but there's a fine line between you know just completely having avoidance issues and avoiding things and kind of adapting your life to to what you feel comfortable with yeah what if somebody was to run up to behind you and like blow a bullhorn in in your ear yeah that's not good (laughs) you don't want to do that yeah yeah. (laughs) that would be frustrating you just fucking brain them i mean you mean after i shit my pants <laughs> so so jonathan have do you have you experienced um other symptoms like you know lack of pleasure in your life to a certain degree i know that i've been i did a little research myself as well on this and i know there's a variety of different things that can happen mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i I I have a few loves in my life. My dog, you know, I love making beer. Um, I'm very passionate about marijuana. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Those are three peaceful fucking things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, man. Oh, by the way, have you seen cats coming home, or soldiers coming home to their cats, and the cats just run away from them? (laughs) They don't care at all. (laughs) 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 I've not seen that. Dogs like run up to them and it's a whole viral thing, but like soldiers yeah. come to their cats, you're like, like mew, and they run away. <laughs> Anyways, so your uh, your dog Khalifa, let's talk about her. A lot of the a lot of soldiers with PTSD are given dogs, yep. uh, work dogs to to help them uh, deal with uh, you know deal with uh, just uh, aggression or, or you know, something to make them feel peaceful. Totally. Uh, do you do you think uh, your dog really helps you out? I mean, what hundred percent? Yeah, and you you 100%. pretty much sleep with your dog every night and no. No? no, you don't let her. I mean, I, when I had a dog, I let it she's, sleep in the so bed. She, she's, yeah. she's a, like she's a hundred and thirty pound Rottweiler, so sometimes oh. she'll she'll be able to nestle out a, a corner by my feet. Mm-hmm. But she's too big. She sleeps she sleeps on the floor, but oh. in my room. For Is she sure. fixed? Does she get her period blood on your bed? Um, she does not. So she's actually very good when she has her period. She knows not to get on the couch or the bed. Nice. Jesus, Amber, we should take a fucking uh, page out of her book. A little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> I bet on all the couches. 
<laughs> I get my period, I wipe it on everything. I say, look at my blood, you fucking faggot. Oh and I fucking scoop it out and throw it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I said the F-bomb twice. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Oh, man. I blacked out just now. I don't know what to <laughs> do. What if I've once, anyways, off topic, but one time I was on drunk on a, on a, in a, Roller coaster. <laughs> on top of a roof. And, You're uh, drunk on top of a roof? On top of a roof. And I said, hey, man, I got a dirty tampon. I want to throw it. What <laughs> so many dirty tampon stories. He's <laughs> <laughs> got at least once a month. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I was like, what should I throw it at? And my body was like, throw it at that. And it was like an open like Corvette or something. Oh. Like the top was open. <laughs> like an expensive, douchey car. But... It was also double parked. It was like taking up two spots and yeah. like throwing it at that car. And I was like, fuck yeah. So <laughs> I took it out and I fucking threw it right in the driver's seat. <laughs> My fucking weapon. If a woman came up to you, if you pissed off a woman and she fucking pulled out a tampon and threw it at you, argument over. Oh, no. I wouldn't even know how to deal with that. Mind <laughs> blown. <laughs> yes. You're just like, oh, okay, it's over. That is some <laughs> it's whatever you're biblical shit right there. It is. It is. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> so uh, you, you get any uh, tampons thrown at you when you're over there, John? Nope. Angry nope. locals? Unfortunately not. That's still just a Louisiana special, I guess. <laughs> Louisiana. We serve that with our gumbo, you know? So, Jonathan, there's a lot of studies going on right now with uh, the move toward legalization of marijuana across the country. One of the things that I- I'm also a pretty passionate guy when it comes to this stuff on the policy side. And I'm interested to hear what your experience is because only a few states now are allowing for medical marijuana to be used to treat PTSD. What can you tell us a little bit about where that's happening now and some of the successes or failures that that have become from it um so you know legalizing and 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 recognizing the medical you know benefits of of the herb are kind of two different things um my personal experience in california you know prop 215 was enacted back in 96 Mm -hmm. um so I, you know, I, I I produce my my own medicine out there. Um, for what it does for me, it, it reduces um, intensity of my nightmares, um, which is which is one of the bigger things to, to to sleep and have you know full nights rest. And and the longer I've used it, the 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 larger an impact it's had. Really? Um, have you yeah. had other? Uh, fellow veterans that have come back that have also been treated uh, with marijuana to treat their symptoms. For sure, uh, most most of my of my fellow veterans uh, use marijuana for their PTSD. Nice. My brother also lives in San Diego and is a former Marine, and he also grows his own product yeah. and finds it very therapeutic. That's great. And we've only really studied a very small amount of the plant. Yep. Yeah. So there's so many other uses that we can find on the medicinal side that we can really be studying, and they're only now in the past five years they're really opening up to other states, allowing them to really start studying this plant. The the, the biggest step is going to be when the feds reschedule it. Yeah, you know, w- with with the lack of recognition of any medicinal value, um, 
Yeah, it just, you know it, it keeps it as Schedule One. And recently, I actually heard there was a federal judge that's uh, actually fighting to to have the DEA um, validate why it's a Schedule One. So there's definitely a, a push that could be happening in the next year or so for rescheduling. Nice. And then uh, pretty much the whole Western Coast has it going on now. I mean, California, it's not recreational, but, you know, Washington, Oregon, Oregon's in now. And then uh, Washington. Alaska, Alaska, Washington, Oregon. You can expect California 2016 to legalize it. Um, yeah. You know, it'll it'll make its way. D.C. New York's going to get it soon. I know we are. Yeah. And it's going to be the most peaceful protests. Oh, man. Or the most people, like, whatever. It's like, fucking pass marijuana, It'll man. be extremely polite. Yeah. Man, I, I was in Denver. <laughs> Everyone's so delighted that weed's legal in Denver. I, I Everyone's ear to ear all the time. The it's cannabis so cup I went to right <laughs> after they legalized weed in Colorado, yeah. I went there. They had four times as many people as the venue could hold, and they had it like it was like 15,000. They normally have 5,000 or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm walking around there. It is like... it. Jonathan, you would not have liked it. It was a very dense crowd. It was a lot of people, <laughs> right? All up in you. But here's the thing. Everyone was so sweet and polite. Everyone was just like, oh, here you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, watch out. Okay, excuse me. Pardon me. Here's some weed. Okay, see yeah. ya. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. And I think that just goes to show you, you go to Oktoberfest and you have a bunch of people crammed into a room like that, several frights will break, break out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those guys are, you know, Germans. Yes, yeah. the Germans. The Germans. And, you know, sausage always gets me riled up, too. It's <laughs> really fired up. Yeah, especially when it's a little bit crispy. Mm. God, Jonathan, yeah. can you? W- there's been a lot of talk in the news over the past year about the uh, medical benefits that veterans are getting when they come back and uh, the management or mismanagement of those benefits. Can you tell us a little bit about? You know, have you had to pay out of pocket for your medical benefits? Are you in some uh, like a, a group therapy or therapy or what? What? How's your treatment like? Um, so I actually got a, a rating while I was still active duty from the VA, um, but it is it, it, it is you know like pulling hair and 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 it's 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 a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 the the VA system itself. The medical side is just so overwhelmed from multiple generations of veterans that, that we're dealing with, um, especially you know the kind of the korean war guys your your vietnam war vets you know they're they're they have a lot of issues uh, yeah. just as we do um and are and, there special hospitals that uh, admit them yeah you have va medical centers across the country yeah um, mm-hmm. but because of the you know the the lack of treatment for ptsd uh, you know a lot of this just kind of gets swept away they they throw a bunch of you know antipsychotics or antidepressants at you and and expect it to work and none uh, of it has a good result actually the from what the from what i was reading earlier it seems like marijuana is the only thing that's really consistent for sure in helping people like zoloft has mixed results uh i forget what the other drug was prozac i think has mixed results and it's just marijuana is actually it's an immediate you know it's like the moment you smoke it changes your brain now, what are some things that they would do to uh, post-traumatic stress uh, people that enter hospitals when they get back from war? Like, what are some of the tactics they would use besides Proloft? You said Proloft? Is that a Zoloft. Thing? Zoloft. I mean, I, I was not admitted to a hospital. I'm okay. not really sure what, what yeah. kind of do you, they're uh, doing there. 
Do you have a therapist that you see or di- or used to see? No, I went to a few groups and um, had a few a few doctors, but again, you know, they, they they do some exposure treatment these days where they you know kind of uh, have you relive your your more traumatic experiences that at the last cube out, and those kind of keep asking you to make you relive it again and again and again, so you kind of get numb from it, but. You didn't like that. You'd rather just not really. No, if I wanted, yeah. That's, that's not what I was trying to experience. Doesn't seem like, yeah. yeah. And you know what's what's crazy is that uh, the American Psychiatric Association just in 2005 recategorized PTSD from an anxiety condition to an actual traumatic condition. Whoa. So it took them all the way to 2005 for them to be like, oh, it's a. Uh, Looks pretty traumatic, guys. I think it's just more than like normal social anxiety for a high school kid. Uh, I think it's a little bit more serious than that. And I think that shows why there are so many kind of weird off the wall treatments that are trying to be done now, right? People are kind of tr- still trying to figure out what to make of this. Well, I, I know to go further into that, you know, the whole PTSD thing that, you know, the, that last part, the disorder. Um, and like you said, it, it's because of a traumatic event. So any type of stress that a human being is going to have from a tra- traumatic event seems se- seems pretty normal, yeah. you know. To, right. to 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 consider someone having a disorder from a, a completely natural response um, is is kind of weird in my eyes. I know a good friend of mine I served with. He's a um, his name's Stephen Cocker, and he he works for VA. He's actually a, a VA spokesman for research and development. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been working hard to drop the D and just call it post-traumatic stress. Yeah, the Wounded but, Warrior Project has a good primer on this and it actually goes into the fact that the D is pretty bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't but really it, help yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, um, now, since you don't see a therapist and you uh, you don't take Zoloft or anything like that, uh, we know that you, uh, you medicate yourself with marijuana, but uh, do you have people that you reach out to? Do you have a sponsor or something, like a, another soldier that... That I mean, you, I, that you I, call I, when shit's fucked up, and do you do that for other other guys as well? So um, when I was uh, out in Humboldt, I work at uh, the HSU, the Humboldt State University Veterans Enrollment and Transition Services. So I definitely try to stay in touch and surrounded with other veterans, especially ones I served with. What was that? That's Steve downstairs watching football. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your buddy that you stay in contact with? (laughs) We're staying in contact right now, actually. He's got got somebody on his fantasy team that's playing right now. (laughs) Obviously, is playing like shit. (laughs) Uh, Jonathan, what is your strain and uh, type of weed of choice? Are you an indica guy because you need to sleep at night, or is it more of like a sativa? Uh, you know, I, I definitely prefer my indicas. Uh, there's a lot of uh, hybrids that that are great. Um, the last harvest I just pulled was a cross of AK and hash plant. Mm, um, getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys gonna have to make a field trip out to Humboldt. I believe that is uh, definitely in order, my friend. I've always, I was supposed to go with Henry and sleep on your floor, but uh, we never made it out. I was so disappointed. You yeah. didn't. That's I right. want to do a comedy show out there. How is the comedy how, show? That comedy show is never going to happen. We're just going to go out there and smoke all the weed the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be in the basement with Steve screaming at a football oh screen. Oh, speaking of which, uh, sometimes comics do tours. Uh, did you ever see uh, like a comedian perform? USO. USO. Uh, so we had the Seahawks cheerleaders. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
what so we offloaded my ship going to Afghanistan in Qatar and there's a Al Udeed Air Force Base and there are the Seahawks cheerleaders we got to meet um when, guys, I, when we actually flew into Kandahar, we were operating, but a couple of my buddies got to meet Vince Vaughn. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. But, and you uh, did you you didn't see, you didn't get to see any of the shows? Just the Seahawks girls? No, no just did a couple it, cheerleaders. Now, do they throw it around a little bit? Do they? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of hunky soldiers around. Are they? Uh, yeah. The Seahawks cheerleaders banging the boys? No, no, no. They They're, keep them locked up, right? <laughs> Yeah, NFL yeah. cheerleaders, they're treated worse than Marines at boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> they get paid a hundred bucks a game. You believe that? Yeah. NFL cheerleaders. It's so fucking fun. I love that that they still get paid nothing, even though they have thousands of people watching them. <laughs> uh and so all right, and so going back uh to the the sponsor thing, do you have uh do you have a guy that you call and that uh uh that you know, a fellow Marine or no? For sure, yeah. I mean, I've 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 a lot of marine friends that, that I stay in contact with, and yeah. vice versa. You know, we we always have something to to talk about. Yeah. If people are going through rough times or or whatever the case may be. And is there like a um a social media group people could maybe join? Like if somebody's listening and they live in Canada and they don't know or wherever and they don't know anybody around and they've been back to, is there like a website or a hashtag or anything you like to watch? You know, I couldn't really say anything specific off the top of my head. Um, yeah. I would say maybe just reach out to your local organizations if you have, you know, college or um, VFW Hall or AMVETS Hall, something like that, and um, just find some like-minded people. With your friends that you you that have your other veteran friends and stuff like that 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 have suffered uh, that are suffering from PTSD. For them, what what do you find is is helpful for them? Like on the whole, of all the people that you're talking to, is it kind of like self medicating and being in a great state like California, where you can kind of grow your own medicine, or is it, or is group therapy something that a lot of people are finding success with, or what are some kind of the things that are working for people now? I mean, I, I really have, I, I I couldn't comment on what's working for them. Yeah, um, you know, I know some of them do go to you know group sessions regularly i know some are still on on medication um so there's you know it's kind of what works for for the individual yeah that's a tough one i read a terrifying fact today that every 65 minutes uh an ex-soldier uh, commits suicide yeah what? Yeah. horrible statistic yeah it is a, it is a is a is a nightmare statistic and now more soldiers have committed suicide than actually died in battle that's this whole podcast Someone has committed suicide at the end of this podcast. Yeah, I mean, there's actually federal uh, legislation that's trying to go through right now to provide more medical benefits for this specific reason. And it's kind of crazy to me that the numbers are fucking ridiculous. Well, how how is it that we waited this long? How is it we waited until there's like two vets dying a day? You know what I mean? At least that are uh, twenty four. Twenty, yeah, two, 24 dying a day that are killing. It's just, it's ridiculous. People that were sent over to help to make us be what we are to, you know, to, to be able to free to send over more people. Or- yeah, they're fighting a war over there, right? And then they got to come home and they got to fight another fucking war just to yeah. get some medical benefits to figure out how to get their mind right after the trauma that we voted and uh, told them, hey, go, go, set us free over there. Go defend our interests. You are our, our front line. And it's not just the traumatic stress that they went through or the. Tra- traumatic experiences like a lot of time that comes with a fucking giant concussion yeah you know and so yeah. it, it fucking damages your brain at the same time 
And so it's you know you're getting hit with two different types of brain damage at once. Here's a here's a question for you, Jonathan. I, I and I've talked about this before with some other friends. It's like I feel like there's a lot of like lip service from politicians when it comes to supporting the troops to a certain degree. What has your experience been like that when you're just watching the news and you hear a lot of politicians be like, "Well, you gotta support the troops. You gotta support the troops." Yeah, I mean that's you know politicians are politicians. Um, yeah, I try. I, I try not to listen to any of them. But you know, at the end of the day, they're the ones who are greenlighting the money so that you can get an extra metal plate in your chest, you know, to defend against a bullet attack or something, you know, some sort of attack. I mean, this this is what's really blows me away all the time is that this is like a platform for so many politicians, <clears throat> and yet when it comes down to actually policy initiatives, it just like falls on falls on deaf ears with them. Yeah, it's a it's a real fucked up situation, man, and it's a it's a shame that more isn't be done uh, being done to help the people who help us. Yeah, uh, you know who yeah. do the job that no one else can do, and it's an elite group of people. I know it's a, how many people are in the armed forces? Uh, would you think, Sam? Can you look that up? How many enlisted yeah. we have? Uh, and also, how many Marines? Leave the Coast Guard out of it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about the Coast Guard, John? Um, coasties or coasties? Coasties. 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 <laughs> I think that says enough. Who is it? Was it the Coast Guard or the Navy that you guys call taxis? The Navy. Uh, Navy. Yeah. Navy. The Navy. They're, they're, the, Uber of, they're yeah. the Uber of the military. <laughs> so, so there's a saying that Marine stands uh, for my ass rides in Navy equipment. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, and so, um, yeah. And, but anyway, getting back to what we're saying, it's just like you know, you're you're putting these guys, you know, and the same thing happens. And PTSD, where we forget, doesn't just come from war. It comes from uh, beatings, like if someone gets uh, aggressively beaten, uh, rape victims, and even people uh, who go to prison get PTSD a lot. Yeah. And so this isn't just something for soldiers. And it is five million people in America with this. Yeah. With this, uh, and I don't even know what to call it. It's not a disease, right, John? Or how would you like? You post-traumatic stress, but I feel like calling it stress makes it sound like it's not even that bad. I I guess because we're living longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you go, John, first. And no, I mean you're right. It's almost it's something that falls in the middle. You know, it's it's not a disorder. It's a natural response, but it it does impact your life and mm-hmm. and and. The, what you do on a daily basis and let's also remember these fucking words that these doctors use don't mean what we think they mean they have their own weird ass definitions for every one of these words and it's a and it's this the lack of empathy that i think a lot of physicians have surprisingly enough that doesn't allow them to see like oh if we call this a disorder maybe that's gonna kind of stigmatize this a little bit for people yeah uh, and so, uh, and what? And how? Other than marijuana, what's another way that you just basically can uh, do? You meditate. I saw a lot of people exercise do, for do sure. Exercise. Yeah, you know, play basketball. Anything just to you know get your heart rate up, get your get a good sweat, kind of. Yeah, just push ups and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, in having the in the dog also, I mean, because you live alone, correct? I do. You live alone, and do you ever have moments where uh, the dog will notice that you're going through these pains, and it'll, uh, she'll come up to you and like she's she's very very aware of of me being stressed out and and having a bad day for sure. Yeah. Now, I mean, between the dog, um, exercising, there's there's a certain level of therapy and and creating my own medicine. Um, I, you know, I brew my own beer, so it's just uh, it's. That feeling of producing something, that, that satisfaction of, of creation, 
mm-hmm. um, is, is a powerful thing, too. It gives you confidence. Let me ask you a question, uh, just personal opinion. Would you watch a war movie? Yeah, I still watch war movies. You still watch war movies? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you, uh, you know, do, what does that do? Does that, uh, does that set anything off, or do you For just sure. get pissed off at the mistakes that they made when they're filming it, like the non-procedure you know, shit? I mean, I try, I try not to get wrapped up in that stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, it's it, it's emotional. If there, you definitely have thoughts and stuff. But you know, I try to. I mean, I watched them before. I don't want to avoid them now just because of it. Yeah, did you see I, Hurt Locker? I did see Hurt Locker. What did you think great. about Hurt Locker? Great movie. Do you know any of those guys, the bomb guys? You ever meet them? Uh, the EOD guys for yeah. sure. Yeah, what yeah. were they like? Were they fucking lunatics? Yeah. Um. So the EOD guys I worked with in Afghanistan. Um. It was still fairly early in the war, so IEDs didn't become that prominent. So they were still fairly level-headed guys. Oh, uh, okay. But they were still running around with you know a ton of C4 tra- strapped to their chest and stuff. So it's like <laughs> that's the fucking craziest thing in the world. <laughs> just running around with a bomb strapped to your chest to you know. Just- I mean, you know, not not literally, but they have you know they have a ton of of explosives on them at all times. Yeah. Uh, a li- not, not not a literal ton, but a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enough to blow them up. Uh, Enough that's... to blow us all up. Fuck. Yeah. God. What are they like now? Uh, you said like back earlier on. I imagine Have that they... their post traumatic stress is worse than uh, than most. I mean, it's of constant explosions. <sighs> yeah. It's yeah. just you know it's uh, it's uh, but you know how can you even compare it? At the same time, I mean that's it's the all... thing about this whole thing is that the the the. Sp- Spectrum and the the variety of symptoms and experiences that every person can have is almost as wide of a range of the experiences that you can have in a war situation. And I think that's what all these doctors have no fucking idea what to really do. Yeah. Because they just sit in a room all day, the doctors. They just sit in a room and, like, look at other people. And, like, they they haven't really, unless you're, like, a doctor that borders sort of type, if you usually go to, like, NYU and, like, you put your little tongue in someone's throat, your finger, and then you... Uh, yeah, I'd like something. <laughs> but I'd understand. like a doctor to know what what John is doing. I'd like a doctor to be able to look at John and be like, "All right, this guy is dealing very well on his own with his symptoms. Mm-hmm. How can we create that energy? How can we create that frame of mind in other people?" That's well, the doctor I, I want to. Yeah. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that some of it, because of all of the different experiences, there's different different um, treatments work differently for different people so what john is doing may not work for someone else with also with ptsd but with different differing symptoms yeah Mm -hmm. there's a lot of another time uh people when they come back and they're dealing with ptsd uh they'll go not just like how john medicates with uh with marijuana but how they'll start going to fucking hard drugs and Mm -hmm. then it just turns into a vicious uh downward spiral yeah and, uh, and those are the people who are really, I mean, because the drugs will bring out the memories worse than, than, you know, like marijuana. Sure. Dumb your brain down. I get it. I go home. I fucking smoke some weed and I look at a TV and I don't think of shit. It's wonderful. But if I would some reason choose to do coke or mushrooms, uh, that would fucking send me in a whirlwind. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's just it's a matter of, uh, you know, just. I, are, are they being educated? I don't even know how to like solve this fucking problem, and it's making me insane. I think his weed was looked at differently in the past. Weed was yeah. just wasn't like a recreational dumb it down thing. Weed was just sort of like a I don't fucking know. 
just like a whatever drug. Nobody really cared about it, or they did, and they but they also mixed it with some heroin and shit. Yeah. Earlier today, when I was talking to you, John, um, we were talking about how I I kept saying uh, over and over again I wanted to talk to you in particular because how I feel like you're just fine and you're doing well and you're you're doing this and then you then you you look at me and you're like I'm not fine I'm not fucking fine. And it's like, and to me, you you got your head together, and I've never noticed uh, a change in your personality. Uh, you know, you're a little more stoic now than you used to be, I'd say. But you know, generally, you're the same fucking dude. And you know, to me personally, mm-hmm. and so like, what is something that? How do you? How I don't understand. Like, how come for you, you're you're able to still hold conversations with people, but you know, someone like our friend Josh Mavica is a fucking ghost now. You know, like, and I don't know if you've talked to him uh, since he's been back at all. I haven't, but you know, like I said, everyone's experiences are different, and everyone deals with things in different ways. Um, I've just been fortunate enough to, in my mind, I think, have the discipline to keep my head down and focused on what what I want to do. Yeah, Um, yeah. and that's you know, get was get my education. It was um, you know, make beer and and be happy. That's Um, great. What kind of beer are you working on right now? Oh man, so I just bottled up this Flemish red. Uh-huh. Um, I have I have the same Flemish red in a bourbon barrel that I'm going to be pulling out in a couple of weeks and and bottling that up. That's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, what is a Flemish red? I don't even know what the fuck yes. that means. What? What's her, <laughs> what's her name? Red is 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 a it's a sour it's a sour ale that's a uh, um, originated in the. In Belgium, in the Flanders region. Okay. Duh, um, Eddie. And uh, and so, and you and do you are you going to sell this or is this yours? This is just for no. John. This is just my homebrew. I, I, these are recipes that I hope you know one day to be able to produce commercially. Can but, you make weed beer? So there's definitely a few ways to, <laughs> to use THC um, into beer. Uh, I, I have not worked on a recipe yet for it but it, it definitely should should come along soon let's <laughs> let's talk after the show <laughs> <laughs> and um and you also have um a company that you started it's a brewery tour uh, available in humboldt county or is it just in eureka yeah no so it's uh it's in humboldt county that we have uh we have six craft breweries right now in humboldt there's a seventh on the way but uh i do public and private brewery tours uh, it's called Humboldt Beer Tours. Nice. Um, so Creative. we talk about brewing and and just kind of the history of craft beer and um, get to drive you around and show you all the great beer Humboldt has. That's awesome, man. And uh, and so and how long have you been doing this? Uh, so I started it July 2013. So just over about a year now. That's year fucking, and a half. That's great, man. I love that. It's, a, it's such a it's such a good ground roots give back to the community kind of job. And, uh, and I feel like a lot of soldiers might, because I met another soldier recently, I feel like they are very community-based people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get, you know, because it all comes out of uh, brotherhood and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and everything. And, you, just, you know, people are trying to help. And you you got you to gotta realize that these people want to be integrated into society. You know, you can't think of them as people who uh, are, are, you know, they get a horrible stigma uh, comes upon soldiers sometimes. Because you never hear the the decent stories, you only hear the bad stories. You only hear about, you know, the 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 random, you know, the misjustice that happens in war. You don't hear about, you know, them saving each other and people coming back home and wanting to start a good normal life. These aren't the stories that are reported, and it's uh, to me the most important part of war 
is making sure that our soldiers are taken care of. Yeah. And and so in, in, you know, and if I could say something on that note, Eddie, yeah. so I feel very fortunate to be a veteran of this of, of this generation. Yeah. You know, the Vietnam guys came back to a, a, a horrible, horrible welcome. You know, they, they, they were shunned for, for, for what they did that that, the, mm-hmm. that our government asked them to do. And the public reception of them was 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 evil. And mm-hmm. these days when we come back, we're, we're, we're greeted with open arms and and there, there's so much support for troops, whether you believe in the in, 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 in the wars or what's happening there. You know, we've always had we've always been supported by the public. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the better things that, that we have. You have to remember, no matter how much you hate war, it's never a soldier's choice to be there. Yeah. You know, you may volunteer but to protect your country, but you don't see no soldier is going to say, thank you. I want more war. And, yeah. you know, and, and you just you know, so you got to give them the respect that they deserve and realize that the fight that they're in isn't their fight. It's our fight. And, you know, we, you know, I don't know what else to say about that as much as just you have you hate when whenever people don't respect soldiers, I lose my mind. Oh, I lose my mind, too. I, I just get want to so, punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah, I, get so, I, I get so fucking upset. And they're they, always just these fucking rich people. And they're always like, <laughs> so why does anybody even want to join the military? And just like, ah, just like go on a re- yoga retreat and discover yourself. Yeah. <laughs> just going to fucking drown them in a salt bath. You know what I mean? Did you? Um, what are some of the, the dumber things uh, people have said to you? Uh, once you come back, you know that really just pissed you off, and you had to like uh, you had to walk away or uh, change your uh, you know stop talking, stop being friends with people. I'm sure. <laughs> oh man, I I can't even think of anything off the top of my head right now. Yeah, it, uh, uh, are there? Just, oh, what was it? <laughs> I, I, someone said something to me the other day, and it was your friend. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forget what she said. Was it Holden? Uh, no, 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 no. It was a it was a friend of mine from down south. April. She was visiting. She said something really stupid to John. I forgot. We were all drunk, so we, we were drunk. But 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 it was definitely it was a it was an insensitive comment. It seemed like it came from somewhere of a lack of educated perspective, yeah. so to say. And yeah, I just pretty it was. And you I, dealt with it so tastefully. Well, you can't, I talk, remember, to, you I, can't talk to people like that. Yeah. You know, you waste yeah. your breath. You know, so it's like yeah. you just you just if you can't body slam away. someone, it's better just to walk away. It was great. Yeah, no, that's exactly what John did. It was it was very classy. He just like he just like looked at her, like put his head, shook his head yes one time, gave her one big nod, and just walked away. And then, the I, and then I didn't see him for the rest of the night. Yep. And then I was, and she was like, I think I made him upset. I was like, I was like, yeah. She's like, well, you know, he like you know, like I don't know why he would get upset. I was like, honestly, I feel like he dealt with that great. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, best case scenario. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you, I, I feel. Like you're lucky, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it does. But there, you know, there are so many things that go through your mind in in, in, a, in a millisecond mm-hmm. in, in that type of situation. At least for me, in my experiences, and 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 it goes from slamming your face into the fucking bar to mm-hmm. um, you know doing something re- even crazier. And, and it, ultimately, I, I'm able to think it clearly enough and be like, you know what? It's just not worth it. You know what? Yeah. You are a blessed man because, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have the level of intelligence and rationality that you have. And Eddie, you're uh, very kind. Thank you. And so, but, but you but you should know that uh, when you're talking to other people that maybe your advice, yeah. uh, the way you deal with things. Uh, I mean, obviously, you said that earlier that, you know, everyone deals with it differently. But you're, I, I feel like your brain is uh, more advanced than most people. And you're able to uh, you're you were able to uh, bounce back 
the best way possible from this uh, insane situation you were thrust in. Uh, and, you know, you did volunteer, but you did, you know, I don't know, maybe you still would have volunteered after 9-11 or not, but you were, you were thrown into a fucking war and you came back and you're a good human being who's uh, changing the world for the better with uh, making beer and, and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to breed your kind dog with another kind dog. And, yes. you know, and you've, uh, you vowed a, 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 mo- a life of peace. And it, is a, and it is a beautiful thing to watch, and you're an inspiration to uh, a lot of Americans. And I, I'm really happy we got to uh, tell your story uh, the best Absolutely. we could. Uh, I think uh, I think we're going to wrap up. Uh, John, if you want to plug uh, your, um, your your beer tours one more time, if anyone's in Humboldt, it's called Humboldt Beer, beer Tours, correct? Humboldt Beer Tours, yeah. You can check out the website, HumboldtBeerTours.com. Uh, public tours can be reserved on the website, or there's a form for a private tour request. Awesome. All right. And uh, how much is it if people want to do it? Uh, so our three brewery tour, it's all inclusive. It's around $75 a person. Oh, and they get they great. get some booze with that too? Oh, yeah. You get uh, around 8 to 12 three-ounce samplers at each brewery we go to. God damn. Wow. So you get fucking hammered. I'm not making it after the first brewery. <laughs> <laughs> no chance I'm making it after the first brewery. You would spend more than that. At, beer. Yeah, you'd spend more than that I would need a, I would need a little spit bucket to taste all the <laughs> It's so fucking Somebody cool. should go there on a first date with somebody because, mm-hmm. A, you're spending less there than you would at a bar, and, mm-hmm. B, it's a walking tour, and you get to meet and talk with people, have a good time. Pitching this as a date night to your customers. <laughs> so it's actually, it's actually, uh, it's not walking. It's yeah, you bought a van. Transportations in- included, oh. um, and there's actually dinner included as well. With what? The oh, great Do first you, date then. Fuck out. Do you Run. drive? I do. I drive smaller groups, larger groups. I, I, I get drivers, and you get drivers, and then you still get hammered. For sure, you know I have to I have to taste the beer and interact with the patrons. That's and, great, it's part yeah. of the job. And who yeah. uh, who you got working for you is just some quiet Mexican? No, no. So it's just <laughs> me right now. It's uh, the, the, the the sometimes the vehicles I get the bigger buses and stuff. Actually, the companies will provide drivers. Oh, so great! It'll vary. I love that. All right, Anna. Jonathan, thank you so much, man. Yeah, this means a lot you. to all of us that you came on our little show here and agreed to just, you know, be very cool and really open with us about everything. I appreciate you guys having me. All right. Yeah. And like always, we like to uh, also, um, you know, just uh, signing out like we always do. I'm Ed Larson, Cena John, Amber Nelson, and Samantha Stubbs Words, and taking us out today. Uh, we end every show with a with a song, and uh, this is John's favorite. <laughs> Your buddy's so mad. So fire. <laughs> <laughs> and this is John's favorite uh, favorite. I asked him what his favorite happy song was, and he uh, wrote me back. Anthony B. Time to have fun. Bup, bup. You're a big reggae fan, and they uh, and that's a. Uh, how do you, does music help you? Oh, uh, when uh, when you're uh, soothe, soothe the old brain there, it does. To me, music it's puts an, me it's in an peace. Escape. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just started listening to a bunch of old Dylan that I forgot about, and it really just it nice. leveled me out after studying about prisons for fucking three hours. But that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation. Podcast. Yeah, it's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. I love you, buddy. It's so good talking Thanks. to you. I hope I get to see you soon. Please come to New York sure. and visit me. I miss you so much. Uh, and so taking us out, Anthony B. Time to have fun, John. Love you, buddy. Be good. Good All right. God bless America. Signing out. I'm living my life. My life. Fire. U.S. Marine Corps now. My life. My life. My life.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.